Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part one of our new series on money and marriage, bringing your finances together. And there's an anonymous quote that says, money is an opportunity to reach unity in marriage. When couples work together, they can do anything. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Love it, love it. It's going to be coming through in each one of the shows in this series. But we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug, an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family who's seeing transformation in their marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by Third Love. And we're going to be sharing more about how this company is helping women embrace bra shopping a little bit later in the show. The hug comes from an email message we received that starts with, We have a one and a half year old son and have often felt like we miss each other and all the quality and intimacy that we had pre-baby. Yep. Totally get it. I found the one podcast last summer and listened to it daily and would discuss it with my husband. Eventually, he started listening. Now when he travels, we both try to listen to the same one and then discuss that on the evening phone calls instead of the same, how was your day type of conversations. We have always had a strong and loving marriage, but one has given us tools to have deeper conversations and to refocus and reorient as we figure out new jobs, parenthood, etc. We've been doing more date nights and trying to do less TV and mundane tasks in the evening and instead talk, play games, sit outside, etc. One show that really brought tons of conversation and new understanding was the show on rejection. And if you want to listen to that show, you can check it out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash rejection. She goes on to say, we are six days into the 60 day challenge and are looking forward to sending that we did it email. So, so good. And I just love the intentionality of, you know, taking an episode, listening Mm -hmm. and having that conversation instead of the, how was your day conversation and just sort of sitting, you know, on the phone and nothing really being said. So congratulations to you guys. We're honored and blessed to have you part of the the one family and to each and every one of you, new listeners Mm -hmm. and old listeners. Honestly, we are truly blessed by each and every one of you guys. So thank you so much for joining us here today. And I just want to say one quick thing. She mentioned that like when her husband travels, but that's actually a strategy that we know a lot of our military couples mm-hmm. do. And so if you're, you know, one half of a military couple, this may be a tool using the podcast, just like this couple did as a way to foster that connection when you're long distance and when you're dealing with deployments. But like Tony said at the start, we are digging into the role of money in marriage, right? We're going to be looking at at how these two things go together. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at areas like how you talk about money, dealing with debt, planning for the future and more. But today we're talking about bringing your finances together. Which is a big one. It's the almost sort of like that starting point. We got to discuss bringing those finances together because the conversation needs to get started of what does that look like? Because money can play a huge factor. We could have separate accounts. We could have them together. What does it look like? We could have some separate accounts. We can have some individual accounts in different areas. So that's what we're diving into today. Because 
money is this loaded topic, right? And not all of us came into our marriage or are headed into marriage with skills on how to do money. Mm -hmm. In fact, only 54% of you said that prior to getting married, you knew how to handle finances. And when I said, you know, when I put, you know, kind of what that would encapsulate, that would be like, you knew how to save, you knew how to pay bills, make a budget, et cetera. So that's pretty close to 50%, Mm -hmm. which means that there are a lot of people going into marriage, kind of like I did with no clue, no clue. And the reality is, is that during, I think for a lot of people, I know it was for us during that, you know, kind of courting and engaged phase of, you know, the relationship, a lot of couples are not really talking about money, right? We're not talking about what it's going to look like after we get married. We're not talking about what are the financial issues and concerns. And it doesn't matter if you are married or engaged when you're listening to this show for the first time or the second time or the, you know, the 10th time, right? If you've been married for two weeks or for 22 years, this series on marriage and money, and even the conversations that we're going to have today about bringing your finances together, it applies no matter what season or where you are in the marriage journey, Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of concerns that can impact you prior to getting married that still impact you after you're getting married. And some of the concerns from the one family are, you know, bad credit history, Mm -hmm. debt, and just, you could just four little letters that strikes fear, you know, whether it's student loan debt, credit card debt, business, prior business loans, mortgage, all kinds, all of these types of debt that can be a challenge. There's, you know, for a lot of you, there was no clue on how to do a budget. Uh-huh. or how to stick to it. Some of you, the concerns are around having a hard time saving or even having a hard time spending, right? Because okay. you can have concerns on either one of those. Uh, you know, how much does my spouse actually make? Hmm. Okay. The, there, yeah. there are people that still to this day that they've been married for a while and they have no clue as to how much he or she actually makes. What are the views on money? And I will tell you, everybody has a view and a perspective and a mindset around money. Yeah. And a lot of that comes in from family and those around us. Do we have a lot? Do we have a little? Mm-hmm. Do we have just enough? Do we have more than enough? Mm-hmm. So th- that's a big one. And, and you know, one of the other things that, that doesn't even really get talked about a lot, but just kind of seems to happen in a lot of marriage is this idea of who's going to take care of the finances. It often just tends to fall to somebody, but it's not as necessarily as a result of a conversation or of being intentional. It's just, well, by default, I'm the one that ended up doing it or he's the one that ended up doing it or she's doing Mm -hmm. it. And this idea of bringing your finances together, no longer how, how long you've been married is it's not a singular conversation and it's not something that's going to be set in stone on your wedding day and remain that way for the next 50, 60 years. I will tell you our money journey and how we've brought our finances together has ebbed and flowed and changed and had a lot of different iterations in the 22 going on 23 years that Tony and I have been married. Yeah. So expect that from mm-hmm. the, the, the starting point, wherever you may be of joining those accounts together to, you know, five years in and, and you have no kids to maybe the sixth year you have a kid and a job change, or there's a deployment that happens. There's, you know, a, a layoff at the, the company, you know, going from working to freelancing, Mm -hmm. to becoming a consultant, to doing a side hustle. Those all will change ebb and flow throughout those years of marriage and how you look at your, your money and how you bring them together during each one of those periods is going to shift. Absolutely. And, you know, for those of you that don't know our story, Tony and I got married when I was 22 and he was 23. We didn't have 
hardly any money, but we had a great boatload of debt. Mm-hmm. We did. Um, there were student loans. There was a lot of credit card debt because we had financed. Yeah, I, I would say the majority of it back in the day that the student loan isn't like it is today. So ours was more on personal credit cards. Mm-hmm. You know, when we, we knew we had them, we 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 didn't go through premarital either. So just as an FYI, Elise and I never went through a premarital um, counseling prior to getting married. We we did get married by a minister. He gave us some questions. He was just like. Look at look over these and answer and discuss them, which Elisa and I sort of kind of did. I, I don't even remember the questions themselves, but I remember having those. But I will tell you, money never came up mm-hmm. in that conversation at all. When we first started out in on our marriage journey, we knew because we were at a young age, we were 23 and 22. We didn't we didn't know anything else to do. We didn't have a lot of money. So we just brought our money together from the get-go. We opened a checking and a savings account. And that's what we had. Because there was no money to bring it. To, there was no money to like worry about his or hers. Mm-hmm. And we know that for a lot of couples, when you get married, you know, in your 30s and 40s, that is a consideration, mm-hmm. right? And there are concerns and questions and conversations that have to happen around that. And, you know, as we look at wh- how do you bring it together, right? What are those mm-hmm. things that you need to even just be, you, that you need to consider, Right. What is it going to look like for the two of you to stick to a plan, whatever that plan is? And I prefer plan over budget because people have got all kinds of like negative connotations around the word budget. If budget works for you, use the word budget. Uh, People have real concerns when it comes to money about giving up control of my money. And I put that in quotes, my money, because I earned it. I, I have always been responsible for it. I've been responsible for myself. What do I have to do now to, you know, I'm stepping into this place where I have to be accountable to someone mm, else. Yeah. I have to prioritize my needs and wants because there's a whole nother person that I, I have to have these conversations. It's not just, well, you know, I want the shoes or I want the TV or I want to take the trip here. It's okay. Well, how are we going to do this as a couple? And for those of you who may have come out of a divorce or were widowed and now you've remarried mm-hmm. and now you have a blended family and you're coming together and you're looking at, well, his kids, my kids, her kids, our kids, our family, th- there's there's a lot of things that are moving around mm-hmm. that need to be looked at as you bring your finances together. And there are a lot of fears around money, right? Not having enough, that type of thing where you can you can fear losing your independence. You can fear not understanding the, the weight of the debt. You can fear having different goals. And how is this all going to come together? Because money in and of itself, like money is factual, right? There's a certain number of dollars and that those are the dollars. So on one level, it's just a very transactional tool Mm -hmm. in our society. But it is one of those things that also carries a lot of emotional weight. A lot. I think it's more emotional than the factual, like it's it's just a piece of currency that's moving across from one person to another. I, I think the emotional side and me included, I would see it more from that emotional than that factual, like, yeah, it's a, it's a dollar. I, I bought a candy bar. It's a dollar, you know, but there's, there is an emotional weight to it. And it's important to know what money represents to your spouse, because there can be a number of different things it can represent. It can represent influence, right? This is what I'm going to be able to do, mm-hmm. right? This is how people look at me. This is what I, you know, this is the car I drive. This is the house I have. This is where the zip code I live in. There's a level of influence that can come with money. There's a sense of security, right? A- am I secure? Do I feel my independence? Do I have this understanding that, you know, I can, 
I can be on my own. I, I can take care of it. I can pay the bills. I can put food on the table. There's a respect, a level of respect that comes for a lot of people when it comes to money. Like I have so many zeros. Mm-hmm. And so my identity is that I have these zeros, right? I, I can command respect because of the zeros in my bank account. Or maybe for you, money represents the ability to achieve your dreams, right? I want to take that, that dream trip. I want to be able to buy that house. I want to be able to do or to have whatever I can dream up. And, and even in our marriage, you know, what does that look like? Because I will tell you that money means very different things to the two of us. I'm going to put you on the spot. What is money? Like when you look at what money represents to you, which one of those would you say is most significant to you? I think right now in my life where I am, influence. Mm-hmm. Money allows me to influence and, mm. and be an influence in our in our city, in our community, to to those in the one family, to, to provide mm. in a way that others aren't. And so for me, that's what it is. It's, a, it's an influence. It's, it's an ability to um, just reach people and reach couples in, in a way that I never thought possible. Wow. And with it, it, it allows us to do that because mm-hmm. with the lack of it, we can't. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say is my number one. My number two is dreams. So that would be my number two is money allows us to dream. And I think one of those was when our, when we went on our trip to Peru, Mm -hmm. you know, that was our 20th anniversary. That was something we talked about, started talking about in our third year of marriage. Mm -hmm. And at that point we didn't have the money to fulfill that dream. It took us 17 years and, and that resurfacing and, and going, Oh, we have the money to, to fulfill that dream, that 10 day trip to, to Peru and, and see this country that we had thought about in Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. So those are, those would be my top two. I think for me, and this is something that has been woven into the show over the years, money or, or not having money is definitely a security for me. It has been for most of my life. Um, and that I will tell you goes back to childhood. It goes back to seeing my parents go through bankruptcy. It goes back to, you know, Thanksgiving dinners, you know, delivered by the church, all of those things. And so I know that, that for me being able to accomplish and, and being able to, to have the money conversations and be able to bring our finances together as a team with Tony actually brings me a measure of security. And on my side, having known that over the years, I've, looked at our finances and and together and how do we build that security and how do we do that over time? Mm -hmm. You know, slowly, but surely just how do we do that? And we've been able to do that. And we're going to be talking about that in an upcoming episode Mm -hmm. about setting up retirement long or even like your legacy. So we're going to be talking about that in in an upcoming show. And, you know, as I, as I shared with that quote at the beginning of the show, at the top of the show, that the money is an opportunity to bring unity in marriage. And so when you know what the concerns are with your spouse, again, no matter if you're engaged and getting married or, you know, you've been married for 20 years and to have, you know, this conversation to go, okay, how do we think about money and what are our concerns? And then where do we go from here? Because one of the things that has never ceased to amaze me as I work with couples and, and, you know, we get them you know, being more intentional in, you know, like let's say around their sexual intimacy is that if you can be intentional about one area of your marriage, you can be intentional about other areas in your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's the same skill set. It, you know, maybe like a slightly different application, but the skills are the same. And so if you've been doing the intimacy lifestyle, if you've been doing the coffee break, if you've been doing these things in your marriage and, and being intentional about it, guess what? You can also get intentional about how money operates 
in your marriage. And we want to share a little bit around this, bringing the finances together. But before we do so, we want to thank this week's sponsor. And I mentioned them at the top of the show, and that is Third Love. And Third Love is so special. They offer more than 70 sizes when it comes to bras. I, like, I didn't even know that was possible. That's crazy. And they have half cup sizes. Who knew? The, the great thing about this is that they have this tool called the fit finder quiz. And it's so easy because you can go through and, and understand ladies, you can understand how your breast shape actually like impacts the bras that you should be wearing. And, and it makes it super easy because you do it all from your home, right? Like there's no standing awkwardly in front of a, st- you know, in the middle of a store where somebody like whips out a tape measure and you're like, okay, this is, this is a little bit awkward. And you know, the truth is, is that sometimes we come home with that bra that we pulled off the rack and we're like, this would be great. I know it's going to fit me just right. And you get it home and you're like, Ugh. Not quite, but Third Love's got you covered because they have a 100% fit guarantee. Every single one of you ladies, you have 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love is going to wash it and donate it to a woman in need, which I just think is amazing. And Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash one right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash one to get 15% off today. So as we, as we start in on this topic of bringing finances together, y'all got to take a look at your, you know, the man or the woman in the mirror and acknowledge what your mindset is about money and how it's impacting you and your marriage. I would love to say that the first thing you need to do is, is sit down and, you know, like lay out all the bills on the table and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to discuss our finances. But the truth of the matter is, is that you can't actually have a conversation with your spouse about money, an effective conversation. If you don't know how you're wired and how you're thinking about money. Mm. Do you feel scared about money? Do you feel confident? Do you, are you worried about losing your independence? Are you worried about not being able to realize those dreams? Are you, are you battling the, the fact that you don't know how to do a budget or you don't know? And so you don't want to be embarrassed to admit to your spouse that you don't know. Are you, maybe there's, there's financial stuff that you've never shared with your spouse that's sitting there lurking and you're like, oh, Gosh, I hope they don't find out about that. Mm-hmm. And, and so you've got this fear around money and about what it can do. And, and because of that, there's a missing level of transparency because you got your own stuff and you got to know that because you can't bring transparency to the table if you can't be transparent with yourself when it comes to your mindset around money. And it can be incredibly healing to just sit down and go, okay, how do I feel about money? Most of us just go, right? Like we, we start getting money from a, a young age and we get money and we, you know, some of us will naturally tend towards wanting to save and some will naturally tend towards wanting to spend and, you know, whatever. But have you ever stopped to say, what is my relationship to money? And how transparent am I with my spouse? About it. Mm-hmm. About all of it. Mm-hmm. Is, is it the you know, I only bring one bag in from the store and leave the rest in the trunk because I don't want him or her to know how much got spent. Is it the, oh, look, I just went and bought us, you know, a a super luxury car because I wanted it. And your spouse is like, uh. And I will say one of the big ways that you can break trust in a, in a marriage is by hiding financial decisions. You know, that, that's a big one Mm -hmm. And, and it can cause a lot of strife and, uh, hurt and unrest. And so being able to, to get to a place where 
you're able to discuss this and, and again, bringing your finances together. When we're talking about this too, it's not just about your, your just like, oh, we set up a, a joint checking and savings account. No, it's about truly bringing each piece of it together so you guys have this holistic view of your financial plan mm-hmm. and where you're at and what you're doing. You know, some of you may have financial advisors or planners who are helping you along. Other of you have been putting money into an account and have no clue. Mm-hmm. It might be time to find somebody who can take you by the hand and show you where you're at and what you're doing. It's okay. You don't have to do this by yourself. You can have people beside you and walk up who know that can even help you just set up a cash flow plan. Mm-hmm. Just help you look through your account and go, this is how much is coming in and this is how much is going out. And either A, you're in the red or B, you're in the black. That may be the first thing that you need to know to have an idea of how do we really and truly bring our finances together. Well, and it was interesting because in preparing for the show, we we started talking about our credit reports because it had been a while since we pulled them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, all of a sudden it hit me. We've never, like we've pulled our credit reports over the years. We've had, you know, we've applied for mortgages and we've applied for cars and, you know, we've seen our credit pulled, mm-hmm. but we've never used the credit report as an actual marriage tool. Like we were not asked. I mean, obviously we've, we've shared in past shows that Tony and I did not do any type of premarital coaching, counseling, whatever. And and I thought it was interesting that I've talked to a lot of people over the years that have done premarital, but I've never heard anyone say, you know what? Yeah. Our premarital counselors, they, they advised us to pull our credit reports. Mm -hmm. And yet as we were preparing for the show, I'm like, Ooh, that's a very underutilized tool because here's the thing. If Tony pulls his report and I pull my report and there's stuff on there that we weren't aware of, guess what? There's an awareness. Oh, you opened a credit card that mm. I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's this medical bill that's outstanding. What's that about? Right. Like, Or for your own self and your own knowledge, you may have something that you opened 10 years ago that you cut it up. You thought you canceled it and yet you didn't. Mm-hmm. And just having that sitting there doesn't do you any good. So being able to look at that report yourself and go, Hey, this needs to be closed or this is a discrepancy. This shouldn't be on here. Those are huge as, and I would say as Elise and I were talking about this, if you are engaged and you're going through your premarital or you're about to start, you should pick up a credit report. Both of you should pick it up and dive through this together. And you can go where we get, we've received hours. You can get one free one every year. Mm-hmm. So every 12 months and you can go to annualcreditreport.com. And, and- Here's the thing. We're not suggesting this to put anybody on the spot. I want you to know that this is a tool to bring a higher level of transparency and financial intimacy into your relationship. Because here's the thing. We talk about it. You know, you've heard us mention for the last nine and a half years, when the two of you get married, the two become one. And it doesn't matter if you keep some of those accounts as separate accounts or joint accounts or whatever. If we are married, your finances impact me and my finances impact you regardless of how those accounts mm-hmm. are all handled. And yeah. I will know I've talked to many family law attorneys and regardless of the state that you live in, there can be financial implications because of the fact that the two of you said I do in the state, wherever you got married, gave you a marriage license. So it's so critical to you know, be in this place where you're like, okay, you know what? It's like showing your cards. 
right? You, you know, if you're if you're playing you know, a card and it's like you got to lay them down. I think yeah. that's what it's called, right? You lay them down and, and you lay it all out there and you're like, here it is. Here's my financial picture. And, and I actually had the thought, I'm like, wow, if we did this every year, like if I knew Tony was going to be looking at my credit report every year, what financial decisions would I make to honor him and honor that time? It's like doing the coffee break, right? Where we get intentional and we're like, okay, we're going to be talking about stuff that's going on weekly. Well, this level of financial intimacy, this level of financial transparency, coupling that with you know, an understanding of your money mindset. How does that equip the two of you to really get on the same page as a team around your finances? Because this whole idea of, of money and marriage, that's having a team approach mm-hmm. to your financial intimacy. It's saying, okay, what are the strengths that you bring to the table? What are the strengths that I bring to the table? What are the areas where I'm weak in? What, you know, and the credit report may reveal some of that. Your mindset work may reveal, okay, you know what? In our, and in our credit report, one of the big things why we wanted to pull it is because of our short sale we had many years ago. It, it's past that time. And we wanted to make sure that it had dropped off because had it not been, we would have been sending letters to that company and saying, hey, it, we've gone the seven years. And so this needs to be off of our credit report. And so you'll find things in there that allow for conversation to be brought up or, or you know, Maybe you, you are looking to purchase a home in the future, purchase a vehicle. And knowing that gives you the strength to come together and go, oh, all right, we're in a good spot. Or wow, we may need to wait a little bit and get our credit back in a place. So we're not going to get hit with higher interest rates. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, let, let's settle in together. Let, let, let's go, hey, you know what? We know we're going to want to purchase a home, but you know what? We're going to wait six months, a year. We're going to save a little bit more. We're going to bring that money together and we're going to wait and clean up our credit. So that way we're not getting hit with an extra percent or 2% in interest. It's, it's such an interesting thing because, you know, we go out, we get our jobs, we, you know, have this money coming in and, and there is this, it's my money. But when the two of you got married in whatever capacity, who's paying for what, who's got the accounts, whatever, it became ours, right? There is an our concept around the idea of marriage. And so we need to, as, we are, as we're partnering with you guys in this series, we need to say, where does this start? And it's going to start with your mindset. It's going to start with committing to being transparent through this financial series. There are going to be some topics on different weeks that are going to, they're going to push your buttons, I'm going to ask you to hang in there and I'm going to ask you to say, okay, you know what? I'm still going to do this because there is breakthrough around our financial intimacy when we, when we push through this, right? There's going to be breakthrough when we lay those credit reports on the table. There's going to be breakthrough when I realize that this is how I think about money and this is how it's been impacting our marriage because I operate out of a place of fear or I operate out of a place of lack of confidence. It's okay because wherever you are today is not where you're going to end up. It just becomes that starting point. So don't beat yourself up if you've got a mindset that you're not real thrilled about. Don't beat yourself up if you pull a credit report and you're like, ugh, that doesn't make me feel so good. Look at it as this is my starting point and I'm going up from here. Yeah. And, and there's, and that's where the growth comes in. Honestly, that's where the growth comes in. You have the knowledge, you have the power to say, okay, we know where we're at and we know where we want to go. And that's the key. So as we continue through this series on money and marriage, get ready. Cause we're going to, we're going to tackle a number of areas that really need to be discussed between the two of you. And really at the end of it, you're going to sort of have a comprehensive plan that you can look at your, look at your money from many different angles. 
and go take action. So we're excited because we, we want you to know that when you bring your finances together, that's that first step. When you bring your finances together, that's that first step. And you guys have said on that wedding day, I do. The two shall become one. All of it becomes one. Together, we're going to go on this journey. And money is one of those areas. So get ready. Join us next week for part two on money and marriage when we discuss money conversations. Go at this one though this week. Go get your credit report. Just go grab that. Number one, start having the conversations. Do we have joint accounts? Do we want to have joint accounts? What accounts do we have open? Which ones do we need to close? What are we doing to join and bring our finances together? Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.